Lost Talk Radio. Thank you for turning in. Thank you for being a part of this broadcast this evening. We give God all the praise and all of the glory and all of the honor. We're going to talk about something that we talked about a few years ago. God sent his son to die for us. God Almighty sent his son to die for us. Isn't that a blessing? God sent his son to die for you and I. Now, I have some children and I got one of my sons that really beat me out of $40,000. But I don't know nobody I would give his life for. I still love him. And he really took $10,500 from me, and he took another $30,000 from my church that I pastor. And, and I still love him, but I wouldn't give him, I wouldn't give his life for nobody. And, and that's that's the truth, you know. I, I love my son. I give God the praise for that. I give God the praise for saving him and, and making him whole. I do. I truly give God the praise for for making him whole. God has, and God gonna fix it for him. I don't, I don't believe he's gonna die like this. I just don't believe it. I believe that God's gonna fix it, and he's gonna be okay. I just believe that God's gonna fix it. My son's gonna be okay. I want y'all to know tonight that I love you, and I thank you for tuning in to the broadcast. I give God all the praise and all the glory and all of the honor. I'm really grateful to God just to be here tonight and to give God praise and glory. And the Bible tells us, I talked about that earlier. I was going to talk about how you've got to learn to forgive. Because if you don't forgive, God won't forgive you. And that's, that is just what you've got to learn to do. You've got to forgive. You can't go through life with unforgiveness. You got, if you want God, you're a Christian. You've got to forgive. You've got to forgive. So I'm going to take you into the service tonight. But God said he sent his son to die for you and I. Let's go into that service now. God sent his son to die for you and I. Let's God go into it. What the holiday is all about. But it's all about Jesus. Look, look at your neighbor and say, it's all about Jesus. Amen. If you have Jesus, you're going to make it, but you can have all the money in the world you want to have. If you don't have the Lord Jesus Christ, you have some trouble on your hand. Amen. We thank the Lord. In the book of 1 John, the little John,
I had no legal reason to kill him and to destroy him. But guess what? It was preordained by God that he had to give his life for your life and for mine. I've been saved 31 years. 31 years. 31 years. You know what? If it hadn't been for Jesus, I would have still been in the world of sin. You know why? Because I wasn't reared in a household that went to church. I don't ever remember anyone in my family going to church. With the quarter meeting, maybe. <laughs> to dress up, put my, my grandmother on that big hat. <laughs> but no, no church. I only went to Sunday school one day of my whole entire life. One day. But Jesus Christ, the one that maybe you may reject, came to me and saved me 31 years ago. The one the Bible says in Matthew chapter 27, verse number 26. Now they got Jesus. Let me draw the picture here. In Matthew chapter 27, verse 26, Jesus had been arrested. Right? Now he had been scourged. And he could have been released from the hand of the executioners. But because the world doesn't really know God, and without Christ you can't know him, the Bible said no man can come to me except the Father draw him. So God got to have favor in your life to draw you so you know him. And guess what? Because of that, they turned against the life itself. Jesus is life. Without Christ, there's no life. Listen, I've never been a millionaire, but I've, had, I've made a lot of money. Money don't give you life. You know, I thought about that scripture today uh, in, in, in um, Ecclesiastes, and, and, and it said, vanity is all vanity. <laughs> no matter what you acquire or accomplish in this world, it's vanity. You get married. You buy a house. You graduate with a PhD. It's all vanity. One day you're going to die and leave it all. And guess what? It depends on how you live now, where you live in the future. Or in eternal life. You're going to live eternally somewhere. But it's all
another way, but he didn't do it. You know why? Because he died for us. He knew that we was going to have some problems. And he knew we were not going to be able to resolve or solve them. And he was the only one. In the book of Jeremiah, the Bible said, they ran to and fro, to and fro down the streets of Jerusalem trying to find somebody, and they couldn't find anybody. In the book of Revelation, the apocalypse, the Bible says they were looking for someone to open the book, and they couldn't find nobody but Jesus. No one else. Isaiah missed them all. David missed them all. Samuel missed them all. They all missed the mark. And God sent his only begotten son, procreated, procreation, to this earth to die in my stead. I'm going to remember him this holiday. I refuse to eat without remembering Jesus. I refuse to go shopping without remembering Jesus. I refuse to do all these spectacular, magnificent, great things for my children and leave the Lord Jesus out who did it all for me. I refuse. I'm going to put him first. And whatever's left, I'll give my children. Because in him is life. The book of Acts, in him we, the book of Acts says, in him we live, we move, and we have our being. So without him, I wouldn't make it anyway. Here we are. The Bible says in verse 26, when he could have been released, the Bible said, didn't release what? He, Barabbas, read it. Come on, it's on the screen. Isn't that sad? The very one that could help you, you're destroying them. You know what? We're doing that same thing today, aren't we? Some of our best friends, one that really loves us, one that really care about us, we don't even have the time for them. Y'all ought to go to the nursing home sometime and see those people that are in those nurses' homes that nobody go and see. People that have helped them and took them and carried them where they were. And got them to the position that they are. They don't, some of y'all don't even call your mother. Don't call your father. Go all day long and don't even think about it. We're doing it, aren't we? Don't we do that? We crucify the very one that does the most for us. <clears throat> they whipped them. They scourged them. They whipped them. They whipped Jesus. Y'all ought to go to the hospital and listen to some of the people uh, that got family members that won't visit them. We heard our mothers on Mother's Day. Don't even say my happy Mother's Day. We had some of us had good fathers that stayed home with us. And, 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 and you eat Thanksgiving right by yourself. Not one child. Will come and sit and eat with you. Whipping you. Whipping you. Some of us got wives that won't even talk to us, won't speak to us. Grinning in other folks' face, but won't grin in yours. Some of us got husbands that won't talk to you, grinning in other people. Two more for the outside than the will for you. That's another crucifixion. Some of you ladies got children by men that you thought loved you, and now they don't even speak to you. That's crucifixion. You got to carry, you got to rear that child by yourself, by the help of God. That's the crucifixion. But isn't it all right that Jesus took a licking so you can keep on ticking? Hallelujah. You beat me up and you pushed me down, but he picks me right back up. 
So the Bible said they released Barabbas, but they whipped Jesus, the one that gave his life so you and I could be delivered. In verse 27 and 28, the Bible says, and they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And they stripped him. Look at it. They stripped Jesus for what he had. They stripped him. They stripped him. Isn't it amazing? Jesus did all that for you and I, and you don't have time to say hallelujah. You're too cute to say hallelujah. You're too good-looking to say thank you, Jesus. Some of y'all are so proud and so, and so bashful that you can be around a certain group of people, and you won't even let it be known that you're a Christian. Hallelujah. 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 But I tell you about me, I don't care where you put me at. I'm going to talk about Jesus. I was in the I was a Mason, you know, for many years, and, and all of a sudden they uh I didn't know it until I got when I received Christ as Lord and, and I became uh the the uh, chaplain of the lodge and, and I began to pray in Jesus' name one day. And we happened to have a Muslim in our lodge, I didn't know it. And he brought me up on charges. He said, In the lodge you can't mention Jesus' name. You can't mention any one deity. He's known as the grand architect of the universe, of God. You can't call him Allah. You can't call him Jesus or whoever. And I said to them, if that's your rules, you can have your mason. I demit it. Demit means to, I withdrew my membership. I said, I walked in as a man, and I'm walking back out as a man. Because I'm not going to be anywhere a part of anything that I can't mention Jesus. They whipped him, they scourged him, and here he is now, they stripped him. People are trying to strip you of your identity. They'll strip you of your praise. They will strip you of everything that you got. They'll try to strip you of your integrity. Y'all don't hear me, I'm preaching to somebody. Hope somebody can hear me. If you're not careful, people will strip you and have where you can't even raise your hand. Some churches you go to, they say, be quiet, be quiet. You ain't going to have me in there. I got to be quiet. Because when I feel the spirit, ooh, I'm going to move. I'm going to tell you that right now. Hello, somebody. You got to make sure you say, well, they stripped Jesus. Ain't that bad? Isn't that bad? What about you? They stripped you. You want to praise the Lord and you're afraid to do it? You want to raise your hand and you're afraid to do it? And guess what? We depend on the federal government. We depend on our job. But guess what? How many thousands, millions of people lost their job, what, two days ago? Don't you see you need Christ? The very thing you're depending on is like a plank being snatched out from under you. And God gave Jesus to take your place. In verse number 30, Matthew 27 and 30, the Bible said, And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. They spit upon your Lord and my Lord. And we're still spitting on him. We're still laughing at him. We're still saying there's something wrong with that. You hear folks all the time, you know, it don't take all that to serve God. But he took all of that to take your place. They're still spitting on him. They're taking a reed and they're smoting him on the head. Aren't we doing that? Come on, somebody. God give us breath to breathe with. He give us life. 
He gives intelligence, and we take it and give it to the devil. We're spitting on him. Look at your neighbor and say, stop spitting on Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 50, verse number 6, the Bible said, I gave my back to the smithers and my cheeks to them that plucked off their hairs, plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. Jesus did this for you and I. Nobody else did this for us. The Bible said that Jesus said, I held not my back from the Schmitters. What is he saying? I didn't resist it. Why I didn't resist it? Because I love you, Lonnie. I love you, Johnny. I love you, Henry. I love you, Mary. I love you, Sally. I love you, Cindy. I love you, Charlene. I love you, what your name might be. Jesus gave his life. He was God in the flesh. He was God, the only begotten son. He could have walked away whenever he wanted to. But he willingly, intentionally, purposely allowed them to do that to him for who? You and I. And then you're going to forget him on Christmas? Some of y'all credit cards, credit cards are so high from last Christmas. You had to get a new one for this year. Ain't going to run that one up too. Ask you for $50 in the church. I ain't got it. Why you know? You know why you ain't got it? Because you done run it up doing something for somebody that doesn't even care about you. I'm going to preach where you live at. Jesus took my place. In John chapter 10, verse number 17, turn there with me. And 18. John 10, 17 and 18. I'm almost here now. I feel the spirit moving. Somebody say, he feel <clears throat> Yes, John chapter 10, verse 17. The Bible says what? Therefore does my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. He said I lay it down. Don't forget it. He lays down his life. Jesus lays down his life for you and I. You and I. <laughs> That's why I know I'm going to make it. Look at you and say, I'm going to make it now. There's no way God paid this great price and you can't make it. The only way you don't make it is because you don't accept it. Hello, somebody. Amen. The Bible, uh, the, 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 what the slogan said, don't leave home without the American Express card. You can leave home without the American Express, but don't leave home without Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he gave his life so you could be free. Said the Father loved him because he did that. Verse number 18 says, look what the Bible says. No man takes it from me, but I lay it down on myself. I have power to lay it down. And I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. This is what Jesus did to you. He did it for you and I. No man could take Jesus' life. Man, that, that was authority, wasn't it? I can't say that. I can say it through him. I can only say it through God, through him. But Jesus said, no man can take my life. And he used the word, said, I got power. I lay it down and I take it up again. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 19. The Bible says to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Look what the Bible says. God was reconciling what? Said. What was he doing? God was in Christ doing what? 
God is in Jesus Christ trying to make peace with you and I. He's trying to break that ice. He's trying to break that shield. He's trying to get to your heart to let you know, I do love you. I really, really love you. Jesus died so you can know that God loves you. God is not some tyrant somewhere trying to make you do something you don't want to do. God is a loving father letting you know that I love you and I want you to do what's best for you. God wants you to have eternal life. He wants you to have a good life. Lord, I wish I had listened to him a long time ago. And the Bible said, watch this in, in verse 19, says, to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world, unto, making peace with the world. Notice, not imputing their trespasses unto them. God is not in the business to make you feel bad. God is not in the business to condemn you to the point that tells you that you can't be saved. God will say things to condemn you to bring you to the light of his salvation. But anytime you hear a message that leaves you condemned, it is of the devil and it is not of God. The devil doesn't want you to have joy. The devil doesn't want you to have peace. As a matter of fact, he wants the opposite. The Bible said he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. To destroy your peace. To destroy your sanity. You know what the devil likes? When you're like that man out by the tombs in the graveyard, cutting yourself, talking to yourself. There's a man right up here on Cypress Avenue. You see him. He sleeps on the street. And that's what the devil wants. He wants you in the street. He wants you without your family. He wants you to do nothing so he can sit back and don't have to do nothing. Because he knows he got you then. The Bible said, to wit God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. What does that mean? God is not requiring you to pay for your trespasses. Now, I know that's hard to understand. Because nobody gives you nothing in this world. Everybody got, got, they already got a hidden motive. When people ask you to do something, most of the time there's a hidden motive. If a person on the job buys you a cup of coffee, trust me, it's unaggraded with a hidden motive. And if it's a man, his motive, if it's a woman, is to get you in some sheet somewhere. I got to preach it like I feel it. Let me buy you lunch. Tell him to keep his money. Buy your own lunch. Can I take you for a ride? I don't know. Hello? Hidden agendas. But Jesus Christ, God sent Jesus, and there is no hidden agenda. He truly, really loved you. And he took your place. The Bible said he's not imputing your trespasses. God knew you was a liar. God knew you was a drunk. God knew you was a pimp. God knew you did this and you did that. But guess what? He's not trying to make you pay for it. Isn't that amazing? God is not trying to make me pay for it. I got to hurry up and get out of here. I feel something coming on me here. And the Bible says it has committed unto us and has committed, I like that, unto us the word of reconciliation. He's committed. God has made it where the worst of us is as good as the good of, the good of us or the best of us. You may be the worst in the sight of somebody else, but in the sight of God. The scale is even. The balance is even. 
God doesn't look at one of us and tell us, you know what, you're no good. But the Bible said the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus Christ washes your good-looking self sins away. And it washes my sins away as well. We all need the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. I better hurry up and get out of here now. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, and verse number 16, the Bible said it without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Lord, have mercy. Without controversy. With this, it's no point arguing it. It's done. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a done deal. What are we going to debate about? I don't debate with nobody where Christ died for you. Don't debate with nobody whether or not Christ came to this. Listen, speaking with authority. He came to this earth without controversy. And the Bible said it's a great mystery. I know some folks don't understand it. No, you don't expect them to understand it. Hallelujah. And somebody said we understand it better by and by. But right now, a lot of folks don't understand it. And they are not on the same level that you own. You that's been born again, you that's been washed in the blood, you're so grateful to God that you won't have time to debate with nobody about anything. I'm saved. How about I'm saved. I'm saved. That's all I got to tell you. I'm saved. You want me to, I, I, I ain't got to prove nothing to you. I thank God that I know for myself. In the book of John, 1 John, the Bible tells us, in the fifth chapter, it said the witness is within you. And I know it's a mystery to somebody else. And the Bible says in the book of John, chapter 3, I believe it is, the wind blow where it listens. Thou hears the sound thereof, but can't tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone that's born of the Spirit. The Bible goes on to say in verse 16 of the third chapter, First Timothy, and without controversy, great is the mystery. Can you put that up there from the Amplified Bible? Verse number 16. Let me hear it. What it says in great and important and weighty, we confess, is the what? Hidden truth. Read. 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 You see, that's hard to understand, isn't it? But I understand because what God actually said, he said, I spoke my word, then I took flesh and covered my word, and I blew my breath in my own self, and I became a walking, talking tent. <laughs> a walking and talking tent. Everybody can have shelter in the storm of your life. You can go to Jesus in the worst storm of your life, and he'll give you help right then and right there. Lean over and touch your neighbor. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. Uh, that whosoever would believe in him wouldn't have to perish but have everlasting life. But as many as received him to them, he gave power to become the sons of God. Leela would grab your name and said, I'm so glad he did. I will not let the devil 
break my joy no more. I will not let the devil deceive me no more. I know for myself that Jesus came to this earth to give his life for me. And on this Christmas, I'm going to give God the glory and the honor. If you want to come on, give with me that show business. But if you don't, I'm going to serve notice on you tonight. I'm going to give God glory because he deserves the glory. Never seen a man like Jesus. You need a real your neighbor. It's an evil man. Whatever you do, keep in mind one thing. Whatever Jesus did, it was for the betterment of your life. Come on and snap those hands and tell God they care. Other folks want to hold you down. They want to hold you hostage. They want to do this and do that for their own benefit. But the Lord, he came to take away the pain and take away the shame and make you a better person. Can I get one witness that God is good? Leave over and touch your neighbor. It's a neighbor. Don't give up on your God. He's not a man that he will lie. Oh, God. Take it. It's a neighbor. If the Lord told you that you can make it, go ahead and do it. It's a done deal. Can you say, yeah, I don't care what happens over there. I don't care what he or she does. But greater, somebody say greater, is he that's in me than he that's in the world. What do you mean, preacher? I mean God that's already summoned. Your name is written in heaven. Hallelujah. The Bible with an iron pen. See, yeah. I stopped on my way to heaven to announce a dying world. Live and don't die. Get up and give God praise. It ain't over yet. Your God, you got power to raise the dead. If you don't believe that I've been changed, follow me down to the Jordan Street. I've been baptized. I went to the water. They put me in the water. The water was sealed. It sealed my body, but not my soul. I rose with a shout. I rose with a praise. I rose with assurance. See, I know that I've been redeemed. Let the amen. The folks of God, the women of God, the men of God, if you've been redeemed, say, I've been redeemed. Yes. See, let me go home. See, how do I know that I'm telling you the truth? I didn't get drunk last night. I didn't get drunk yesterday. I haven't drunk in a while. No alcohol. I had any drugs for over 31 years. And I'm not drunk. The psychiatrist says, I'm all right. My elevator is going to the top. And so I know for myself, if I can feel this good, he's got to be a God. Hallelujah. And he's not over yonder. He's not down the street. But he's in me. Can you see? Yeah, give the neighbor a high five. It's a neighbor. He did it for me. Can you say yeah? I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm finished. 
Well, praise the Lord. God bless you. Hope you enjoyed that message that I preached uh, 13, 14 years ago in New York. But it's still real. Christ died for your sins and my sin. God gave his own son so you and I could be saved. And I'm so grateful. Listen, this has been the Jesus Save Ministry. We're located right here in Greenville, North Carolina, at 1007 West Arlington Boulevard. I invite you to come home and be with us on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. Each and every Wednesday noonday prayer is at 12 noon, and each Wednesday evening, 7 p.m. is our Bible study. I always say bring your Bible and watch it come alive. Each and Friday evening at 7 p.m. is Holy Ghost Deliverance Night. Amen. That's 1007 West Arlington Boulevard right here in Greenville, North Carolina, 27834. Our web address is www.tjsm.org. Our email address is gojesusnow at aol.com. Our telephone number is 252-214-0799. I'm the pastor. My name is Apostle Lonnie Stocks. If you'd like to be a blessing to this broadcast, you can cash out, cash out us at dollar sign, capital L-O-N-N-I-E, capital S-T-O-C-K-S. Remember, whatever you give for Christ, do for Christ. God will bless you. Listen, I got to go. Clock on all this television, so I'm going to put on my extra and we're getting on out of here. God is a good God. Somebody holler with me. God is a good God, even on a bad day. God is a good God. I say, even on a bad day. Did you hear me again? I'm going to say it again. God is a good God, even on a bad day. I'm going to say that again. God is a good God, even on a bad day. I'm telling you today, God is a good God, even on a bad day. I got to get up and get out of here. Because I've always said to me, my time is out. And I got to go. God is a good God, even on a bad day. And I'm telling you, I'm grateful to God to know that God made a way for me. And he'll make a way for you. Listen, remember, God will always be there for you. He will never abandon you. He will never forsake you. He'll be there always until the end of the world. If you're not saved tonight, you can be born again. You can be a born-again Christian tonight. God will save your soul, and he'll make a way for you. Are you listening to me? God will make a way for you tonight. Yes, he will. God will make a way. I got to go. Have a good evening. May God bless you.